Okay, my name's Melanie, as has already been said, if I haven't met you yet, um, I'm Stuart's wife and together we came here to start Real Life Church. We've been here for, I want to say three years, well, two and a half, three years, um, and we've just moved house into a house that we're buying, so we're putting roots down in Sutton Coalfield. Um, if it wasn't clear that we're here to stay, now it really is clear that we're here to stay. So our new home's lovely. Thank you for whoever helped us out with moving, cleaning, text messages, food, whatever you did. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, this morning is going to look just a little bit different. This will be a little bit of an interactive um, talk. Um, and... So for the sake of those listening on the web, I will explain as we go along what we're doing task-wise so you can do it when you're sitting at home in the comfort of your kitchen or your lounge. So for the sake of this morning, you might need a pen. If you don't have a pen with you, I have got some spares. You might need a pen because you might want to make some notes and definitely for one of the tasks, you will need a pen. So I'm going to begin this morning by talking about prophecy and basically I want to cover what is prophecy, I want to cover what it's for, I want to cover what it's not for and I want to help activate us as a church to be regularly hearing from God in powerful ways that change our lives and change the lives of others. My personal feeling about this gift is that if it is used well, it is one of the most powerful gifts that the Bible talks about if it is used well and if it is used to its maximum potential it can alter people, it can alter nations, it can ultimately alter what the world looks like if it's used well. So I want to encourage you if you already know a bit about prophecy and you already prophesy, I want to encourage you that today is a chance to go a step further. I want to encourage you if you've never heard from God before, um, today is a chance to have a go. And I want to encourage you if you feel like you've hit a bit of a wall in hearing from God. So sometimes in our relationships with God we have highs and lows and sometimes we feel a little bit like um, I can't hear God, I don't know he's speaking, when I read my Bibles, nothing's going on. Sometimes we can feel a little bit like that. I want to encourage you that those kind of walls are to come down and today I'd like to pray with you and just help you walk free of those kind of walls. So that's where we're going. Uh, kids are coming back in at half 11 regardless of where we're up to. So I will either keep on going or we will um, stop and do some singing and do some practice of prophesying. So first of all, I want you to do a task for me. I'd like you to grab a pen, grab your notes, and I'd like you to write down your definition of what is prophecy. So if someone were to say... um, I would like you to prophesy or I want to talk about prophecy or I'd like you to bring a prophetic word, what would be coming up in your head? What would you be thinking? So what is prophecy before we kick off? You can chat in your little groups if you want to. If you're sitting at home, you can talk to yourself. Uh, But what is prophecy? And I might chat a little bit for the sake of the people sitting at home say a few random things. Prophecy, what is it? It's a very good question. I will get you to read out some of your answers just so that we can um, 
share what we're thinking and where we're coming from this morning. So what is prophecy? If you want to move around and sit with other people, that's fine. If you think they might come up with better ideas than you. If I walk somewhere... Oh, Dan's got a pen. Does anyone else need a pen? So we're looking at what is prophecy. Okay, I'm going to get some people just to read out what they're thinking to what is prophecy. So, does anyone want to be brave and shout out their description first? So, what is prophecy? Paul at the back, lovely. Lovely. Okay, so prophecy is hearing from God, but it's words that are spoken over people. And the question is, is it different to words of knowledge or are they a similar kind of idea? Brilliant. Anyone else? Yep, okay, Lauren. Foretelling and forthtelling. So prophecy is foretelling and forthtelling. Yep. Okay, so, so we will have things that are spoken over you that are true, but things also about the future from God. Lovely. Anyone else? Lauren nicked yours. Lauren. You stole Ben's idea. Yes, go, Philip. Encouragement, direction, or information from God. Lovely. Anyone else? Yes. Lovely. A vision or a message from God which informs us about something that may happen or something that will happen. That's probably better if it's from God. Yes. Lovely, God speaking through someone for the benefit of that person or other people. Yeah? The best that God has for you. So the prophetic or prophecy is the best that he has for you. Anything else? Lovely, so hearing from God, but it's not contrary to the Bible and it does not condemn. So the, the idea of it is to build up in courage, to make better, bigger, lovely. Anything else? Lovely, it can be for individuals or for the church corporately. In the Bible it was used to speak to governors, kings, over nations. It, that's how the gift works. Anything else? To encourage and propel 
those who he's talking to into his purposes and his plans. Beautiful. These are all lovely. Excellent. You can give yourselves a good pat on the back. Um, well done. So prophecy at its, at its rawest form is basically God speaking into the past, present, future. It's the voice of God coming in, in various different ways to propel us forward, to encourage us, to stir us, to change us, challenge us. It's an, uh, an amazing gift. I'm going to run us through some things that prophecy is. I'm going to help us with some ways that we can grow in it. And I've got a couple more little tasks for you. So don't get too rested there, all right? You are welcome to go and grab drinks and anything to eat while I'm speaking. Also, if I say something you don't understand, please just put your hand up and, and just ask me. So if you're stuck and you're thinking, I can't go with you where you're going because I'm stuck, just... Just yell out or put your hand up and ask, all right? So prophecy is all over the Bible. In fact, if you open the Bible at Genesis, the first thing that brings uh, life into being is the voice of God. So it's just everywhere. Um, You will hear prophetic words over nations, over individuals, over situations. You'll hear prophetic words that transform lives. It's just everywhere. You cannot turn a page in the Bible without seeing that God is speaking. Ultimately, the Bible is God's voice. Ultimately, that is him speaking into the past, present and the future. It's spirit-inspired, so I've put some scriptures, weave them in amongst this, um, so that you can go away and check me on some of these things. It's spirit-inspired, so I, I think as a people, we must learn how to host the presence of the Holy Spirit, as individuals and corporately. We must not see it as a time to switch off, uh, a time to amuse ourselves with something else, a time to be too busy. We must, when the Spirit is here, when the Spirit is doing something, we must learn to host the Spirit. Because when the Spirit of God is present, God is speaking, acting, wanting to do things. And if we don't pause, if we don't cultivate a culture where we're listening to God, where we're encouraging God to speak to us, we will miss out on some amazing things. Let me encourage you in your own personal walks with God, if you do not allow time for God in your day, you will miss out on some of the best bits of your day. So you might get your job done, you might get your house cleaned, you might get the shopping done, but you will miss out on the moments where God can speak to you, encourage you, challenge you, strengthen than you if you do not cultivate time with him you will miss out on the best bits and in your life you will miss out on the best bits of your entire life if you do not cultivate spending time with him and enjoying him and listening to him 1 Samuel 10 verse 6 says this the spirit of the Lord will rush upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And the prophetic often feels like that, like a rushing in of God. So you often know it because when you sense that God is speaking in yourself, you can feel your heart racing a bit quicker. You can sometimes feel a a heat sensation or a sense that something or someone is rushing in. And it it literally transforms people. So I've known people who've had speech impediments get up and bring stuff prophetically so powerfully with no stammer. 
Because it, it transforms you. I've seen people who are shy, nervous, stand up and bring things that, that you, you look at them and think, that is clearly not you. That is clearly not what you would usually be like. And there is something of the spirit when it rushes upon a person that changes a person. And we should be looking for that. We should be asking for that. It's all about Jesus. Ultimately, the prophetic is a gift that shouldn't um, make a celebrity out of the person. It should make more out of Jesus. We should come away from the prophetic feeling like I I have connected with Jesus better, I know Jesus better, I can experience Jesus more. Not, wow, wasn't that Mel amazing or wasn't that Anna amazing? What we need to come away with is, wasn't that God amazing? Don't we just see him more? Don't we just know him better? It should propel us to want to read our Bibles more, to want to worship Jesus more. It should bring us to our knees and throw us up in the air. The prophetic isn't to make celebrities out of people in our churches, people in our movements. It isn't to make um, famous Julian Adams. or It isn't to make famous a person. It's to make famous the man of Jesus. And in Revelation, there's a moment where John falls down before an angel and he says this, and I fell down at his feet to worship him. This is an angel speaking to John. But he said to me, you must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If it doesn't lead us to the person of Jesus, if it isn't about him and his fame and his splendor and his amazingness, then we've lost what the gift is really all about. If the prophetic that brought you to this place isn't pointing at God, isn't saying how awesome he is, how amazing he is, then we've lost it. If we're focused on how amazing the person is who brought us the prophetic word, we've lost it. So the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It it talks about him, it shares about him, it's beautiful when it's done well. It's supernatural and must not be... When I say this, I'm not disrespecting pictures, all right? But it must not be limited to pretty pictures on Sunday mornings. We must not limit this awesome gift to, I saw a picture of a field with flowers in it and I was reminded today that God loves us. All of that is true and lovely and often places where we start in the prophetic. It must not be limited to that. It is supernatural and has an ability to unlock things like nothing else. So I have seen people set free from the most crippling things because of the prophetic. Because God has said, I will break in and reveal something that was hidden to make it, bring it out into the light and to bring healing. And I've seen it time and time again transform people's lives, move people, get people to lay down jobs, to lay down sin areas, to sell their homes. I've seen it do the most amazing things. So we must not limit it to Sunday mornings and we must not limit it to a pretty picture that makes us all feel nice in here. We must look to go beyond that. So if you bring pretty pictures that make us all feel nice in here, well done. But take it to the next level. Don't stay there. That's often with the prophetic where you're supposed to start, not where you're supposed to live. So if for the last five years you've been bringing pictures that encourage the church, you want to be saying to God, take me to the next level. 
Because that gift is supposed to crack things open. It, it literally, in the Bible, transformed governments. It literally changed. So dreams changed a king's mind about what he would do. Changed Pharaoh. Cha- changed so many things throughout the Bible. That's what the gift is supposed to do. People are supposed to one day be married to six husbands and sleeping around and living a terrible life and then they're supposed to have the now word of God breaking into their life. They're supposed to leave that and see their whole village transformed. That's, that's the power of the prophetic. Not, I know that God loves us and I've seen it. It is supposed to be more than that. And I want to congratulate you if you've started to grow in it and that's where you're at. I want to encourage you not to stay there and us as a church not to stay there. It is not a gift that is supposed to be only used on a Sunday morning. If you would call yourself prophetic, that means that it affects your friends, your family, your neighbours. It does more outside of these doors than it does in it. So most of the people in this room are aware that God loves them and are saved. Most of the people out there are not. It is a powerful gift that's supposed to help them and us. So if you only use your gift on a Sunday morning, ask God to help you use it more. So say to God, I have limited it to these four walls. I now want to take it outside. And if I'm honest, outside is where it is breathtakingly, mind-blowingly amazing. So when, it, when you see your friends saved because they've heard the now word of God for their lives, that, that's like nothing else. It's amazing. So I want to encourage us to take this gift outside. It's true and tells of future events, but I want to be very clear. Throughout the Bible, you will see God and God's people prophesying stuff that never happened in their lifetime. So Isaiah would be a classic man who who heard about the Messiah, who saw the cross, who saw where the Messiah would be born, who told people the mode of transport, who, who explained to people that it would be through a virgin. For hundreds and hundreds of years, those people never saw what Isaiah said. So he brought in meetings, he brought in the, in, in the meeting places in towns and markets, and he brought words to people that they never saw happen, but they believed with their whole hearts would. But they never saw it in their lifetime. So the test of prophecy is that it is true and is that it foretells the future, but sometimes it is another generation's future. So for Peter, the fisherman, it was his generation's prophetic word coming true that Isaiah spoke hundreds of years previously. So it was true, but it didn't come true until Isaiah was long gone. And so the prophetic is true and foretelling, but sometimes we don't see the reality of it. It's for everyone. The prophetic is for everyone. And I think this is a lie that just needs to be broken. Uh, Maybe even in this church, that actually it's for some special people, it's for some gifted people, it's for people who really know Jesus and have read their Bible inside and out. Like I can remember hearing from God within days of being saved. It's a gift that is available to anybody who has ears to hear. That's literally it. So if you have ears, spiritual ears, if you have them, it's the gift that's available to you. And I've got to be honest, God even speaks to unbelievers. So I wouldn't even limit it to, it's the gift that is available to you if you're saved. It is the gift that is available to people who hear. 
So I heard God many times before I got saved. It's a gift that is available to you if you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, what God wants to say, what God wants to do. So if you have ears, this gift is for you. It's for everybody. However, some, and and I say some because it will be a small measure, will hold the gift of the prophet or the office of the prophet. And that's a different thing. So in the Bible you will see people who prophesy and you will see prophets. In nowadays, you will see people who prophesy and you will see prophets. So the next task is, what is a prophet? So you tell me what you think a prophet is. And then I'll tell you what I think it is. So what is a prophet? So we've said what is prophecy... And we've said that it's ultimately hearing from God. Prophecy is ultimately hearing the hidden things of God revealed, be it past, present or future, be it about your life or a nation. What is, what's a prophet? Who's a prophet? How does that work? Okay, Ben's going all out. It's a job and a calling. It's a job and a calling. Who else? Yeah, go Philip. Someone who prophesies, yes. Regularly with accuracy and also can equip people to also do the same. So you should be able to see a prophet because people around them prophesy. So a prophet isn't someone who stands up and does all the prophetic. They do some of it. A prophet is someone who when you look around them, their church, their friends, their influences prophesy. That's Keep going. What's the prophet? Yes. Lovely. Someone who reveals and teaches messages from God. Nicole, you've had some good teaching, haven't you? Anyone else? Yes. Yep, excellent. So they tend to have a measure on them where they might prophesy into eldership teams, into whole church movements, into nations. They tend to have a measure on them that's bigger than just prophesying into individual lives and situations. They do both, but they tend to have a measure on them that's bigger than that. Anyone else? Yep, so to guide a church, warn a church, help a church, basically hear God and move forward. Yes, agreed, all of the above. Anyone else? Lovely, so they would often have stories where they have seen uh, prophecy really transform people's lives. Anyone else? Yeah. 
Yeah. So the measure that God has placed. So every gift comes with a measure, doesn't it? So you can have a leadership gift that has a measure. So you could lead 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people. There's always a measure on a gift. So when God gives a gift, there's a measure. Our job is to work out what our measure is. So we're to keep, if you're a leader, you're to keep leading until it's clear that your measure has run out. Until you get to a place where you're like, actually, this feels like my measure. If you prophesy, you're to keep prophesying until you feel like, this is my measure. Um, The grace of God kind of ends here for me. There's a measure of gifting on people, definitely. And so when a prophet brings the prophetic, it comes with a power that's different, yes. It doesn't mean that we should not prophesy if we have a prophet amongst us. Just leave it to them. It means we all should prophesy. But when they bring stuff, it comes differently, yes. Anything else? Yep, someone appointed by God. So you'll read it in Ephesians 4. It it was God who gave some to be pastors, teachers, apostles, evangelists, prophets. It's one of the Ephesians 4 ministries. So they're appointed by God for God. It's recognised often by others. People will say that that person has has a, is a prophet or has that on them? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Uh, I think there'd be quite a few actually um, recognised in New Frontiers as prophets. Um, it, it's a, I think it's a funny one because it's not, it's not like you would know blatantly if you had an elder in your church because people would say, we've got an elder. Um, it's a gift that probably people don't stand up and go, oh, by the way, we've got a prophet. It's recognised often by by the fact that they move in a certain measure and often elders or leaders will say, you are a prophet and and that's how it's recognised. So the most obvious one that people would know about would be Julian Adams. That would be a very obvious one. If you don't know about him... um, you can read his book. You can go to many different types of meetings where he will be at and you can get to see his gift on display. It's a beautiful gift that always points to Jesus, which is what I most love about his gift. He's doing workshops at Catalyst. So if you're coming to Catalyst, even if you're coming up for a day, I strongly recommend you getting along to one of his seminars. Wear something really bright and maybe a sign on your head that says, prophesy on me. Um, <laughs> I think that would help him out. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're going to Catalyst, get along to something he does. Brilliant. There, um, so be encouraged. Either, either you, you will move in a prophetic gift that's available to everyone, or you, there may be some who will hold the office of the prophet. Either way, it's still our responsibility to hear from God and share it. There will be false prophets out there, so watch out. And I put yuck, 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 because basically everything that is good and that God has ordained, Satan will in some way, shape or form twist it, in some way, shape or form slightly uh, dent it. And this one makes me feel a little bit sick, to be honest, because it is out there and there will be many voices that are almost true and, and are almost biblical and are almost correct. And it will be those voices that often lead people astray, that often people spend their lives following after and they're wasting their lives. So as far as I'm concerned, yuck, yuck, yuck. But be aware of it and it comes amongst the churches. 
So the Bible's very clear about that. They, they um, can look like sheep. They can look like wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. Part of the jobs of the elders uh, is to look out for those types of people and to give them a good whack and get them out. Um, and for us to be on our guard when we hear the prophetic and think, okay, what, what does that sound like? Who is that from? What's the heart of the person? Um, so, yeah, it's just one to watch out for. But we should never be afraid to a point where it stops us from prophesying. That, that would be Satan's greatest achievement. If we're so afraid of the prophetic gift that we dare not have a go because in case we might get it wrong or in case we might bring heresy or in case we we might step into leading people astray. You can be rest assured there are some great men and women here who would help you out if it looked like it was going a bit off that way. Um, If it looked like you were starting to prophesy slightly out, you you would get a little bit of help to come back to what the Bible says. So it's a gift, so use it to the max of whatever measure you have been given. So if... If you receive the gift of prophecy, so it's a gift given by God, your responsibility then is to use it. So we moved house recently and I was laughing because I unpacked a set of glasses that have moved house with us in the last four house moves and have never been used. And I unwrapped these glasses and I was like, what is the point of these glasses? There's... um, there's a few things about these glasses. We got them as a wedding present and they're Royal Dalton and they're cut... I, literally, I hate them. I don't know how else to say it. I hate them. Um, they're just ugly and they're quite old-fashioned and, but they're expensive and one day I feel like I might maybe get to an age where I lack taste, I don't know, and they'll come out. That's what I'm wondering. If in the day I wear elasticated trousers, maybe I will like to get the Royal Dalton glasses out. I don't know. So anyway, we've moved with them for four house moves now. And every time we move, I unwrap them and think, these are a waste of a gift. It would have been, yeah, eBay. It would have been better to have bought us off our wedding list just some bulk standard Debenhams glasses because we would have used those. And gifts are fairly pointless if they're not used. Those glasses, they they shouldn't even be called glasses. They've never been drunk out of. They serve no purpose. They look ugly as well. So they're not even nice to look at. So, I really should. I really should, yeah. I really should get them out and let our group use them and they'll get, you know, chips and throw them in the dishwasher. Yeah, we'll try it. Gifts are supposed to be used. That's the whole point of them. If you have a prophetic gift or you want a prophetic gift, try and find out what your measure is. That would be my challenge to everybody sitting here. Try and find out what your measure is, where the max is. So try and take the gift and exercise it in every place that you are and try and make the best of it. So my gift in the prophetic, I am still trying to work out where my measure is and I've not hit my measure yet. I know I haven't. And so I'm still working out. Can I have a go at this? Can I have a go at that? Can I try this? I've not hit my measure yet, which is really exciting. I love it. I think, oh, this gift could be double the size it is. Don't know. So I'm still working at it. I'm still thinking, okay, God, let's have a go at that. So if I'm places where people say to me, oh, you know, I prophesied and had a go at this, I go away and say to God, I'd like to try that. So the first time I remember seeing an angelic vision was because someone else had shared it in a meeting and I went away and said to God, I'm just jealous for that. 
Like, I want to get up and say that I've seen the angelic. I want to see heaven. I want to, I'm jealous for it. About three weeks later, I had my very own visitation. And, like, literally, I I was just blown away by it. I felt like I knew God more, knew heaven more, knew, I, I just was like, literally, we have to find out in real life church where our measures are. We have to keep going with the gift, keep looking at things and going, She does that. He does that. I would love to have a go at that. I would love to try that. And then we have to have a go at stuff. Then we have to pray. Then we have to get around those kinds of people. So one of the people who I felt so inspired by was Julian Adams. So whenever he was around at places, I would just ask him for a little bit of time and I'd ask him for a little bit of help and sometimes I would email him. Sometimes, You know, I just... He had something that I thought I would like a little bit more of that, please. Um, And so sometimes we see people that we go, oh, I would like a bit more of that. And and the way that we see if our gift has that kind of measure is by having a go at that kind of stuff and asking God to reveal that kind of... I knew in my heart of hearts that I needed to read things like Revelation much more. If I wanted to really get hold of heaven, get hold of the angelic, get hold of what it all meant, I needed to soak myself in in scriptures, in books. in. So uh, to find out our measure, we have to sometimes put a bit of work in and go at it. I would encourage you, find out your measure. If you have spent the last year prophesying very similarly, say to God, that will not do for my life. Like God is not boring, dull, predictable. If our Sunday mornings become predictable, man, we should scrap it. If our Sunday mornings come so that we go, oh, so-and-so will get up now, so-and-so, we'll have a song there, we'll have that there, ah, done. We should go home because that is not God. Like God is creative, diverse, amazing, powerful. We should have Sunday mornings that catch us off guard where we go, whoa, I was not expecting that. And part of our responsibility, I think, is to just get hold of gifts and have a go at them. This is a very safe place to have a go. It's why we planted this church. We wanted it to be real, authentic. We want people to come here, make mistakes, have a go, try things they've never tried before. We want it to be a place where where people can grow in giftings. That's why we came here. We came here so that existing Christians could get themselves into a, a, a bigger place and where the lost could come and find a home. We wanted it to be a place where people grow. Where, where people realise their dreams. So this is a very safe place for you to have a go. This is a very safe place. Small groups, life groups are a very safe place for you to have a go and, and stuff it up in someone's lounge with ten people and swear them to secrecy that they will never, ever... So this is one of my personal... Fa- First time I sang out a prophetic song, song in a small group, someone else joined in because they thought it was an actual song, and then someone else joined in with another song, and I was singing a psalm, and I said to God, I'm going to have a go at this, and it was an absolute riot. And at the end, the person who sang out the other song said to me, I think you got the words wrong on that song. I was like, okay. That was my first effort at singing out prophetically. And to this day, it still makes me giggle because it was an absolute disgrace. I've never seen anything so horrible. If elders were in the room, they would have just shut the whole thing down and gone, go home. Like, horrible. But it's a safe place to do those kinds of things. And the 
the gift of the prophetic you have to use alongside your character. And I think this, all the gifts require character. I think this gift demands it. So you cannot get up and tell people that you're hearing from God and they should do this, that and the other with their lives when you are not keeping your own life in check. You, can't, you just can't. It's a gift that requires uh, character. It's a gift that demands it. It's a gift where if you don't keep your own character in check, it gets out of control. It's a gift where if your own character is lacking, the prophetic lacks power. So sometimes people say to me, when I bring the prophetic, sometimes it lacks power. I never tell them to go away and look at the gift. I always say, go away and look at yourself. Because if your gift lacks power when you bring it, often it's because your character is lacking. Often it's because people look at you and think, who are you to tell me how to live? And it's a sobering thing. It makes you think, okay. And God can use anybody, and in the Bible has used people in spite of their character. However, if we look at our ultimate example, and that's Jesus, if we look at the ultimate one who knew how to hear God and speak into people's life, his character is flawless. And beautiful, and it's why his gift in the Bible is better than anybody else's. It's why his gift is is just so refreshing and so transforming. It is just awesome. It's why his gift is so thorough. Like it, you literally see the end of the story in his gift. It's amazing. So I think. Watch your character, basically. Keep a check on it. Make sure you're soaked in the Bible. The, make sure you're soaked in the Holy Spirit. Make sure you're checking stuff. I always ask when I prophesy over people, was that okay? I don't want to assume that, that because it's me, my voice automatically means that it's definitely God. Because I, quite frankly, get stuff wrong uh, maybe 50% of the time. Let's go with that. Let's, let's be generous this morning. I get stuff wrong. I sometimes hear from God and I sometimes bring my own agenda into it. Like, like I'm a human being. That, that happens all the time. So because of that, we have to do all we can to keep our own character in check if we want the prophetic to be powerful. The prophetic comes in different forms because God loves variety and creativity. Like he is vast and beautiful and magnificent and creation is crazy and glorious and beautiful shame on us if the prophetic becomes boring stodgy samey that just doesn't look like god so it comes in lots of different varieties so i've got a task for you now what have you seen so in the prophetic what different types have you seen don't read my list and cheat all right you're lucky online because you cannot read my list and cheat if you um want my notes you could But have a little think. What have you seen? You can just yell these out because these are relatively easy. Dancing. Come on. Yeah, dancing. Prophetic expression, prophetic dancing. Um, Yeah, I've seen that too. Songs. Songs, yes. Scripture, brilliant. Words of knowledge. Throwing in a curveball. Artist. So drawing, painting, sculpting. Yep. Music, yes. Screaming. 
screaming. Explain that to me. Brilliant. Brilliant. So like a birthing experience, I've seen a similar type of thing before where actually a prophetic action or a prophetic demonstration of this is what God is doing. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Lovely. So in healing... So you would get the prophetic either before or after often um, and, and healing comes in the mix. Yep. Speaking. So just get up. Say it. Dreams. Brilliant. Yep. Drumming. Prophetic drumming. Oh, that, yeah, that's a great gift. Flag waving or ribbons or like all in the expression of kind of dance and movement and drama can be very powerfully speaking of what God is doing. Anything else you've seen? Go on, go for it, Paul. Yep. Yep. Yep, well done. So you can see stuff, so it kind of depends on who does it and what measure of gift they have. So people can just wave flags um, or wave ribbons, but you can sometimes have the spirit on a person where they're demonstrating something or they're demonstrating something that's going on in the spirit. Or there was a girl at New Day one, one or two years who, who danced out some of what I think she must have felt God was trying to say or do. It was like mesmerising, like it took you in the spirit somewhere else. It, it just drew you, basically. So you can have it demonstrating. It's rare to see it done well, I do have to be honest. Um, but when you see it done well, it, it's really powerful, much like maybe mime or it communicates in a way without words, like music does. Like sometimes uh, you can hear the band, they're, they're playing and suddenly you almost feel like, like we're going somewhere else, like, like we're taking off a bit. Um, you, you can feel the prophetic and in, in, you can sense it, see it, taste it, hear it. It's a, uh, yeah. Well, if, if I ever see it, Paul, I will, and you're there, I will grab you and say, watch it. it, it's, it go on YouTube. There you are. YouTube it, all right? Prophetic dance. Be prepared to see some frightening things. <laughs> Anything else? Anyone seen? So, so you can see it out like a movie, yeah. or a, a, an open vision. So, eyes open, eyes closed. Eyes open. So uh, this would be like a movie playing out in front of you. So, so you would see a vision of something. So in the natural, this is going on, but then something else goes across it. Um, picture. picture. Yep. And that can be in your mind's eye or it can be literally. So sometimes I have literally seen the stuff there. Sometimes it's in my mind's eye. So don't limit God to what that could be. 
So we live in two worlds, don't we, as Christians? We live in the, in the physical world and the spiritual world. So don't limit that God could literally put a field in here full of daisies and you could literally see it. Uh, sometimes I've been in places where, where I've seen stuff that other people have seen as well, so I can literally see it and other people have gone, me too, me too. Like, so don't limit how to see. Yes, Paul? Yep, lovely. Yep. So sometimes it, it, like something else takes over, where sometimes even people's, sometimes it can happen in the demonic as well, but where people's voices alter, and you think, what, what happened there? That, that's completely different. As if God is just using you as a mouthpiece. Like, like you know, the Bible like spoke through a donkey. So, you know, he just basically says, oh, I'll just borrow your mouth for a moment. Imagine that. <laughs> anything else? I'm trying to see if I put anything else down. Open vision. You sent. Yep, go on. Save, save. Oh, thank you. Tongues and interpretation. So again, we can put. It's with words and knowledge, with tongues and interpretation. We we can we can bung stuff under the umbrella of hearing from God, and you can take it out again. So words of knowledge, tongues of interpretation are gifts all by themselves, but they are ultimately hearing from God and bringing it. So you can put them outside of the umbrella of prophetic and bring them back in again. So I would say the the words of knowledge gift works so closely with the prophetic. Sometimes you don't know what's going on. Sometimes you think, is that a word of knowledge? Is that prophetic? Ultimately, it's people hearing from God and bringing it. And, and so there's a, there's a hearing gift. Uh, some people call the prophetic a hearing gift or a seeing gift. Like it's literally an ability to hear or see God. And so you can, you can bung those things under it and take them out. They, they live quite happily in both places. Okay, I don't think I've got anything else. Movies, cre- oh, creation speaks. Sometimes you will be out in creation and God will literally speak about his, his vastness. His, uh, like you can just see it and you're like... Uh, creation speaks. It's amazing. Events speak. Uh, so when I had my first son, uh, like God spoke to me loads about what it meant for him to give up his son. I felt like I just had this brand new revelation and for a while, I prophesied out of that because it just it kept coming to me wave and wave. I, like, I just couldn't get my head around it at all. And it kept coming wave and wave and wave. So sometimes just events, speak. music and art. Um, Phil drew us a, a picture of our, the word that is over our church about um, go for the good of the city, blah, 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 blah. And um, Phil drew a picture of it. And I, I was saying to Stuart, I have heard Stuart preach on that time and time again. It has always meant something to me. I've always owned it. When we unwrapped the picture, I just had this complete God moment. I just stood and wept because suddenly this word came alive to me in a completely different way. It literally, I felt like it jumped off the page and went in me. That's a different... That, that by the way, Phil, is really prophetic. And it is something that I think you want to explore a bit. My mum came recently, and last couple of days, and she looked at it. She said, my goodness, that feels so prophetic. And I was like, I know. Like, just it, something jumps out. 
So art, like all those kind of things can be really prophetic. If you draw, paint, you should really explore. If you sculpt, make, you should really explore. Can I use this gift for God? Uh, dreams, praying, just simply sometimes praying with people, you can be prophetic as you're praying. So you don't stop and go, this is a prophetic word. You pray. I've used this amongst the people who don't know Jesus quite a lot. So just if I say, can I pray for you? And they say yes. I say, I'm going to do it right now. And then I will sometimes move over into prophecy just while I'm praying. Um, it's a really good gift. In conversation, so sometimes when you're talking to people, you can feel a sense of the spirit rushing. You think, this feels different. And, and sometimes people will comment and say, when you said that, it felt really, it really hit me. It felt really, again, it's a really good gift to use amongst people who don't know Jesus. Uh, what people are wearing, that can sometimes speak. So I think I was in a meeting once where a guy was wearing a, a jumper that said super dry on it. And I just, as I looked across at him, God said, he's super dry like he really is. And um, so a few of us went over to pray with him. He had this like ma- really massive encounter with God, loads going on. Afterwards, he said, I have literally felt like that, like I have been. So what he was wearing was speaking about where he was at, what he was like. So sometimes I just look out for stuff like that. Uh, what people are wearing, what a person is like. Um, this gift I've seen working really lovely, so sometimes it raises faith if God actually tells you things about yourself that you already know, but someone starts speaking them. Uh, and it, yeah, it's really powerful. Uh, oh, there's loads of others. I need to speed up because the kids are going to start running in. It's a partnership between us and God, so it must be tested. Don't, even if the most prophetic person you know brings a prophetic word, it must be tested. Easy testing, this is what I do. Uh, Red, amber, green, so red, stop. Does it look like God, sound like God, feel like God? I would go no further than that if the answer is no. If it doesn't look like God, sound like God, feel like God, I would go no further. I'd go, I wouldn't even bother testing anything else. If it doesn't feel like biblical, if it doesn't feel like that, that's the kind of thing. That doesn't mean to say it, it rubs you on the belly and makes you feel nice. Because I, I don't think God is like that. I think he's for our good and for our benefit, without a doubt. But sometimes that means swift kick up the pants or a smack around the back of the head, because that's what we need. Sometimes it is a rub on the belly, but sometimes I've definitely felt, I call it a cuff in the spirit, like a, just a whack of, come on! Particularly if I'm out of sorts with my husband and I dare to come before God and be like, hi! You know, I feel that cuff in the spirit of him going, sort it out. You know? That's what God's like. So I, I would say red, stop. Does it look like God, feel like God, sound like God? Amber, do we need a little bit more help, a little bit more revelation? Do I need to speak? It's a wait. Do I need to ask a few people, chat about this? And then green is just, do I need to mix space with this and act? Do I need to do something? It's to be desired and I believe worth fighting for in this day. Like, I, there are so many voices screaming out. If God's voice is not heard, our nation, our lives, our communities will suffer. If the only voices that are speaking out are incorrect and, and demonic, and the church is not speaking out, is not acting out, our nation, our lives will suffer. And, and I think in the, 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 the word that 
is over our church. It said, when your city prospers, you prosper. Like, we come here for the good of something, which requires us, I think, to speak up and speak out. Requires us to say no to stuff, yes to stuff, to, to act on what God is saying to us. It's to encourage or to give courage, but it's not always what we want to hear. So, uh, like, without a doubt, there are times when God's voice into my life, into churches, into nations will be uncomfortable and will not necessarily be the thing that makes us feel all warm inside. It reveals your heart and is incredible and scary amongst unbelievers. Like, just, I personally think the best gift to use amongst unbelievers. It's just amazing if we can get it going on. It's just brilliant. Um, it comes with order but not control. So there's a flow about the Spirit. So sometimes what you'll find on a Sunday is one person prophesies and they kind of open a door to everyone else and you get this little flurry of activity. That's how the prophetic works. Even if you feel like you've got the same, I would get up and share it because there's something in the Spirit that just starts to go. It's like, whoa. But every so often, someone needs to say, stop, let's take a look at it. And then let's go again. So it's not to be controlled, but there is to be order. So it's a really fine line, I think. We don't want to control the prophetic or control the Holy Spirit, but we do want to say, let's pause, let's take a look at it. Or we do want to correct if there's, if there's anything that's gone wrong, or we do want to help people. So it, it's a great gift that, that can grow and flow. It's, it's beautiful. And if you are prophetic, sometimes just standing with people who are prophetic is helpful sometimes nudging them and going I've got this what do you think it, it just starts to flow that gift um, with encouragement it's yeah it's amazing really um, the kind of things that I want to really pray for and get into during worship are, are these three things I want to really pray for you if you've never heard from God before so if you think to yourself I don't know a time where the Bible has spoken to me or a picture has spoken to me or I just don't know a time where that has happened I would love us at some point during worship to really get into praying for you um, and I would like to suggest a little bit of homework. So if that is you, you need to start reading your Bible and jotting stuff down that jumps out and start looking for times to share it. The simplest way to hear from God is to read your Bible. Sometimes people say to me, I never hear from God. And I say, when do you read your Bible? And they go, oh, I don't really. I really struggle with that. I'm like, well, come on, Sparky. It's the now word of God in a book ready for you. Read it and God will speak to you. If you struggle with that and think, well, I'm not really sure if God does speak to me. If anything jumps out, just God is speaking. If anything jumps out and makes sense to you, helps you, encourages you, that's the, that's the word of God that was written thousands of years ago now speaking to you. That's God speaking. That's as simple as it is in its simplest form. When you read your Bible and something jumps out to minister to you right now, that's God speaking right now out of a book that was written years ago. If that happens, write it down, share it with someone. That's you sharing the now word of God into someone's life. If, if that's your starting point, start there. I want to pray for you if you've hit a bit of a wall and you think, actually, I've got a blockage here, something's not right. Um, I, I know this is going to sound harsh, but walls are man-made. Like, 
they are. So if you have a wall in front of you, you put it there, and you need help to get it down. And you sometimes need to repent of some stuff. You sometimes need to just acknowledge, I put that wall there. However it goes, you need to get yourself right before God and say, actually, um, I think that wall's up because I put it up. That wall's up because I let it get put up, but it's there because I've allowed it there because I'm happy to live behind it and and we just want to say to God like take it down and want to encourage you to move forward I would say if you're that person you need to start acting on whatever God says to you it's one of the ways to smack the wall down to not think in your head oh that can't possibly be God speaking but to actually assume it is and start speaking it out it's one of the ways that we get walls broken down so if you're a prophetic person and you are regularly saying no to God that's your wall. If you're regularly saying, I don't believe it is God, I can't, that's your wall. Yeah, that just has to come down. The only way that comes down is by you saying yes to God and actually having a go. Uh, I don't honestly know any other ways. Um, and then lastly, I just want to pray for you if you want to move up to the next level. We'll do this during worship, so we'll get the kids back in. Matt, would you mind going and asking the kids to come back in? Um, if you want to go to the next level, there are two things you can do. So you can get yourself some time around people who move in a measure that you don't move in. And you can spend time with God with them um, and ask them questions, um, get them to give you tips of how they get better connected to God, better hearing from God. And there are loads of people in this church that prophesy at different measures. So I could easily line some up for you and say they prophesy at different measures. You'll be able to see them and hear them and know them. There are lots of people that prophesy at different measures. Pick someone who's a little bit further ahead than you and then say, can I spend time with you with God? Can you show me how you do it? Can you show me what you read in the Bible? Can I, can I just rub off on what you're getting in Jesus and then secondly just get hold of Julian Adams new book um, Gaining Heaven's Perspective it's only a little book it's really easy to read um, and it's got some really good little tips on how to move forward in the prophetic got some really good stuff really good stories it's, it's a good little book to be honest um, and it's really worth a little read so I'm going to ask the band to come back up I hope that you've learned some stuff today. I hope more than anything, really, that for everyone in church we go to the next level, that we find out what our measure is, that we just keep exercising the gift. Um, and we start to see God moving in, in more amazing ways. Please don't feel bad if you get up and sing a song and it's the 20th time you've sung a song. I'm not going to be judging you, I promise. It is more that we want to be growing in our gifts. So we want to be doing more than that. So if you sing prophetically, maybe you want to try singing out a tongue and have someone interpret it. Just suggesting. If you read scripture, maybe you want to start coming up and bring instruction to people out of the scripture. So you want to read the scripture and then bring what you think God is saying. That's a way to take it to the next level. If you see pictures, maybe you want to start sharing dreams and open visions, things that you could ask God that you want to see in front of you. So let's stand, let's worship, amazing Jesus. At some point during worship, um, I'll come up and just encourage us to pray and get before God in moving forward. All right? Okay, Mel